Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The latest from 7 News with Angela Cox. Good evening and welcome to the latest. Tonight, Labor has the numbers to form majority government and the Liberal and National parties both have new men in charge. Peter Dutton was elected unopposed as Liberal leader, while David Littleproud has replaced Barnaby Joyce at the helm of the Nationals. Political reporter Rob Scott joins me from Canberra. Rob, this was a reset for both parties in the coalition. What did the new leaders have to say? Well, I suppose if we start with Peter Dutton, he, uh, he really set about introducing himself to Australia. That's despite the fact that he's been in Parliament for decades. Uh, he touched on a, ra- a raft of things, everything from, uh, from his life before politics as a businessman and as a policeman to what he's done since he was elected. He even admitted that he made a mistake when he, um, when he boycotted Kevin Rudd's 2008 apology to the stolen generation. He also defended his character, saying uh, despite his reputation for being hard-headed and at times lacking compassion, he won't be changing. But primarily what he was trying to get across in his media conference today was that uh, he has vowed to turn the coalition into a force that can win back government at the next election, saying that they will present a plan to voters that will, uh, will quote, clean up Labor's inevitable mess, saying that he doesn't think that Labor was ready to govern. His deputy, Susan Lee, says she wants to get back the support and trust of women who really abandoned the Liberals at, uh, at this last election. And in terms of the Nationals, well, the new leader, David Littleproud, a former bank manager, says the party has, uh, has made him who he is today and it was always his dream to lead the Nationals. It's a cause he says he's believed in his entire life and he's promised to make sure Australians in the bush aren't forgotten under the new Labor government. But he also says he'll work uh, constructively with the Liberals, knowing that neither side can win without the other. I want to acknowledge my predecessor, Scott Morrison, his wife, Jenny, and their girls for the enormous contribution they've made under my leadership. The Liberal Party uh, is not, as I said before, not the Conservative Party, not the Moderate Party. This is the proudest day of my professional life. And this is not about the National Party uh, lurching left or lurching right. It's using common sense and being in a sensible centre. We also heard from the old leaders, Scott Morrison congratulating Peter Dutton and Susan Lee, while Barnaby Joyce, in his own way, I suppose, was gracious in defeat, saying that he's not really all that sad and vowing to support the new team. Hmm. And Rob, Labor has some big decisions to make at its caucus meeting tomorrow. Yes, and that is who will be the members of Anthony Albanese's first ministry. Now, we know that Labor has been actively pushing for more female representation in its ranks, so I suppose we can expect to see a number of women elevated. But with big players like Christina Keneally, who did hold the shadow home affairs portfolio, losing her bid for the seat of Fowler, there's going to have to be some uh, big rearranging going on. Also, the deputy leader, Richard Miles, he's likely to take on the defence portfolio, which means Brendan O'Connor, who held that role in opposition, could be moved to employment. These are all decisions we, uh, we should uh, know the results of tomorrow so that the new ministry can be sworn in on Wednesday. And Anthony Albanese will be keen to square all that away before he heads to Indonesia on Sunday for what will be his second major overseas visit in as many weeks. Yeah, he's had a busy couple of weeks. Okay, thanks so much, Rob Scott.
Breaking tonight, Labor will govern in its own right. It's secured those crucial 76 seats to form a majority government, but ballots are still being counted. This election has seen a big rise in votes for minor parties and independents. The coalition's primary was just over 36%. Labor, close to 33%. A 1.4% swing to the Greens has landed them four seats. Overall, the minor parties and independents claimed 31% of first preference votes. I want to bring in demographer Simon Kustenmarker, who joins us now from Melbourne tonight. Simon, what do you think these results mean for the two-party system in Australia? Well, it's the continuation of a long trend, meaning that the two major parties collectively lost votes over the last, well, 30 years, really. So there's nothing new under the sun in this election result. Let's look at one of your graphs. Um, I want to show it. It shows the last time this many first preference votes went to the third parties was back in the 1930s. That was during the Great Depression and votes for minor parties remained high in World War II. Why was it so high then? And what do you think is causing the minor party vote to soar again now? Well, it makes sense historically if during world wars, during great depressions, when things are really dire, when your money is being burned away, when your sons are dying overseas, that you then want alternative solutions. You vote against the status quo. It makes perfect sense. But this time around, really since 1987, when 2% of parties uh, of votes went to third parties, that is now up to pretty much a third of all votes. So it's not that. There's nothing dramatic happening here. What's happening is that the Australian society is diversifying more and more. That the traditional voter base, for example, of the Labour Party, the middle income workers that might be members of a union, they eroded over time. So the voter base doesn't exist anymore. So therefore the votes slowly move to alternative parties that more closely mirror the worldviews of the Australian population. Do you think Australia will move further to a multi-party system like what we see in Germany or New Zealand? Oh, I'm, I'm convinced that we will. I'm pretty sure that this might be one of the last elections where you have either the Liberals or the Labour Party ruling without forming a major coalition. Mm -hmm. And the most obvious coalition probably would uh, include the Green Party, who were the big winners, or maybe even just a select number of independents, which makes it probably a bit harder um, to form a coalition since you don't get the whole voting block. Mm. Okay, well, thank you so much for your expertise tonight, Simon Kustenmarker. That's been a pleasure. That is the latest on federal politics. Thank you for your company. I'm Angela Cox.